culture, politics, and a sprinkle of treason. It is I, your host, Allison Kilkenny, flying solo today because yesterday was, for me, a beach day. Uh, Obviously, a responsible beach day. I went with my quarantine pod, the very small group of people who I've been quarantining with for the past almost five months, uh, a trusted small cluster of individuals who I know uh, are relatively low risk of exposure. We wore masks. We tried to maintain six feet of distance from other people at the beach and had a beach day. I don't know if I need to A, defend myself as I just did where I was like we were safe nobody send me angry tweets or emails or even tell you guys or offer an explanation about why I occasionally record solo I don't think you guys are interested I think I could just go into the episode and start the damn show and no one would be like but wait why don't you have a co-host It's just, it feels strange for me because, you know, you do a podcast for so many years, you always have a co-host and then occasionally you do it on your own and it's like, am I crazy? Do I seem like a crazy person doing, um, am I like an Alex Jones-like figure where I am just shouting into the abyss and people are like, "Uh uh-oh. I guess we'll know if I've reached that point if I start like hawking gold or something, some kind of um, mineral supplements. If I try to get you guys at any point to buy vitamins from me, then we know I've crossed that bridge and there is no returning. And we'll mourn the old Allison because she's dead and gone. Anywho, welcome to Light Treason News, everyone. As I said, uh, yesterday was a beach day, so I didn't have an opportunity to schedule a co-host for today, so I will be doing the show on my own. I wanted to thank everyone who has checked out my Patreon, patreon.com slash Allison Kilkenny, where there is a new bonus episode of Light Trees and News up over there. I recorded a very fun episode with Mr. Charles Rockhill of Dirty Little Horror podcast fame, and we went through some of our favorite internet conspiracy theories. We didn't even crack into the list I have. We we barely grazed the surface. So there's definitely going to be a, a part two, probably a part three, if I'm going to be honest with y'all. So do go sign up over there. I wanted to specifically shout out uh, Serenade and Ashley, my two new patrons over at patreon.com slash Allison Kilkenny. Thank you for signing up. I hope you enjoyed the bonus episode. Uh, Thank you to everyone who offered feedback. If you haven't done so yet, go over there, leave a comment, especially if there's an internet conspiracy theory that we have not addressed yet, but you would like us to address. Because I can tell you right now, we're not even going to really hit even the top surface of, of fave internet conspiracy theories. So run over there add your favorite that you want us to address. Otherwise, it will be lost forever. And isn't that terrible? Also, at this time, I'd just like to say that while I was at the beach, I accidentally swallowed some seawater. 
And for those of you who don't know, I live in New York City. So this means I accidentally swallowed New York City ocean water. So I think I have one to two months left to live. So at this time, if anyone has any um, grievances that they want to air, if they want to tell me anything before I tragically die again in one to two months from having swallowed New York City ocean water, please let me know now. Because I just, for, for your sake, I don't want you to miss the opportunity to be like, ah, I really wanted to tell that bitch off. So make sure you do it now, okay? Because I don't have a lot of time left, tragically. What are you going to do? Shrugging emoji, right? So as I mentioned, I do have a Patreon where you can get all kinds of weird, cool, random content from me that you won't get here on the normies light treason pod, right? (laughs) Fuck those. Fuck those people who have been supporting me for uh, literally years. Am I right? (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, Guys, the best place to reach me for your comments, questions, feedback, is always my Patreon because I get an alert every time you guys message me over there. It's just a direct line. You can email the show for sure. You can do that. And I'll get it eventually, maybe in six months, but I'll get it eventually. But man, if you want me to see shit quick, Patreon. So Raven wrote in to my Patreon, hi, Allison and co-host, possibly yourself. I'm down with it. Thank you, Raven. Greetings from Canada. Since I'm very lucky to be able to do my job from home these days, I thought I'd resume my support for this show. I used to be a vagabond. Hell yeah. Thank you for the incredible work you do. I listen every week and I'm excited to be able to contribute again. If you need some good news, always Raven, Here's some things that have happened since quarantine started. I finished knitting a hat. I've bought some plants. Finally, progressed from cacti. Canada has banned assault-style weapons after the country's worst mass shooting. I started a virtual book club with my coworkers. Stay strong and keep up the great work. Lots of love, Raven from Toronto. What a list. Raven, great. I'm now realizing I may have read this on the show already. If so, I... You know what? I don't apologize because we need all the good news we can get. So if I read it twice, great, because I love this list. Congratulations on your hat. Congratulations, Canada, on banning assault-style weapons. Uh, Sorry you had to go through the country's worst mass shooting to get there, but I'm glad the ban happened. And hell yeah to a virtual book club. I am trying to read more because uh, I am mildly concerned I have forgotten how to read. So uh, I'm like, all right, I'm setting aside an hour a day to try and read some dang books. And I'm realizing part of the issue is I had a collection of older books. I'm reading Scoop right now uh, by Evelyn Vaughn. And... You know, I, I'm realizing that I would like to read some newer books. No no shade against Scoop. Scoop's great. I'm enjoying Scoop. But I, you know, I want to read some contemporary literature, and I think that would make me more excited to read as well. So that's my goal for me. But anyway, uh, Raven, thank you for the, the message. Also, Anna wrote in, I was looking at my budget this month, and I was trying to decide between becoming a patron or getting YouTube premium. So I just wanted to let you know that your content is officially cooler 
than YouTube without ads. Wow, Anna, high fucking praise. Because, I don't know, that sounds pretty sweet, watching YouTube without ads. So thank you so much for the compliment. Thank you so much for the support. Thank you to everyone, anyone over the years who kicked me support. If you're, especially now, especially now if you're a supporter, my goodness, thank you so much. You're the best. I really, really appreciate it. I know times are tough for everyone. So no shade against anybody who's had to downgrade or or cancel their support. I get it. You got to take care of you first. It's like, you know, when the plane's going down, you got to put on your own. (laughs) Sorry. I'm sorry for this metaphor. You got to put on your own oxygen mask before anybody else's. But anybody who right now is is signing up to support, um, thank you. It means so much. So on to the recommendations, everyone. I want us together to just pause for a second so we can celebrate how very brave I am because it takes a very brave woman to acknowledge that she was wrong about something and revisit it with fresh eyes and ears and heart to consume something again that she previously was like, you know what? I don't get it. It's not for me. Pass. So in this moment, let's celebrate me because I revisited Dark, the German sci-fi series that is now on Netflix, and rewatched season one, which I found very confusing the first time I watched it. And I'll, I'll admit something right now. It was probably very confusing because I thought I could watch Dark like I could watch, I don't know, a stupid American series like Riverdale. No shade against Riverdale, a little shade against Riverdale, but you know, it's a dumb show that you can sort of like half watch and like go run an errand and like leave for 45 minutes and come back and be like, okay, yes, I, I, I know what's happening right now. You cannot watch Dark that way. Part of the reason you can't watch Dark that way is I always prefer to watch a foreign series or movie with the original dialogue of the actors and just to read subtitles. I hate watching redubbed shit. I think it is horrible. And it also robs us of the original performance of the actors. Like a German actor is choosing to say a line of dialogue a certain way that an American redubbing it might not convey. So I prefer to honor the original actors by watching them in their original uh, language. So that means you cannot half-watch Dark. <laughs> That's one of the reasons, right? But that goes for any uh, foreign uh, series. You you can't half-watch it because you have to read the dang subtitles, Allison. Come on. So also, uh, you can't half-watch Dark because it is very complicated. And I don't think this is a, sp- a spoiler because any recap that you would read about the show gives at least this part of uh, the plot summary. But if you don't want to know anything about Dark, if if you really want to go in with zero knowledge about what the series is about, skip ahead to the bad news music cue because I'm going to talk about it a little bit. So Dark is about time travel and it's about one very small German town and its history with time travel throughout the decades. So that means we skip between past and present a lot. And and I'm really grateful Dark does this. They don't do that terrible thing that <laughs> Americans do 
where sometimes they just put a young person and old person makeup and they're like, now we're in the future, which is fucking atrocious. It always looks so bad and fake and awful and completely takes you out of the moment. But what Dark does is they have three separate sets of actors playing the same character. So you have them as a young person, as sort of like a middle-aged person, and then an old person. But that means you have to be like, okay, who is this? Oh, that's that kid in the future. So again, you can't half watch it. And I appreciated more rewatching season one. They do hold your hand a little bit, those first few episodes. They do side-by-side images of the actors, like here's him as a young person, here's him as an old person. And this time I was much more like my gracious American self being like, oh, okay, thank you. Thank you, Dark. So I understood it much better is what I'm trying to say this time around. So now I'm midway through season two. I got to say, I'm a fan of Dark. I like it. I think it's really good. And I should have known it was going to be good because I went on Twitter and I very, very annoyingly was like, oh, is this good? Everybody has it on their top recommendation for TV series to watch. Should I watch it again? And the reason I decided to watch it again is because a bunch of women tweeted me and they were like, it's good. It gets really, really good. Keep watching. And I was like, okay, if women tell me to do something, I'll fucking do it. That's my promise to all of you. If a woman tells me to watch something, I'll watch it. If one more man tells me to watch Ozark, I'm going to, I don't know what am I, am I going to burn down the Ozarks? I'm going to burn down the Ozarks. Okay. One more of you. If one more of you is like, have you seen Ozark? Have, have you seen Ozark? Have you seen it? I'm going to go to the Ozarks. They've done nothing. They've done nothing to deserve this. And I'm going to say, this is because Tom told me to watch Ozark. And I'm going to burn down the Ozarks. So that's going to be on you. All right? Just keep that in mind. But if any women have recommendations about stuff I should watch, absolutely. Tweet me literally whenever and be like, have you seen this? And I bet you I'll watch it and I bet it'll be great. So guys, also in recommendations, I know we've talked about this a bunch because other people have recommended it on the show, but I don't know if I ever got around to my personal recommendation for it. Unsolved Mysteries is the fucking best. It's so good. Go check it out. It's so well done. The stories are told with so much compassion for the people involved, especially for the victims. It's really, really beautiful. And goddamn, the first couple episodes are so good. Listen, is that alien episode so stupid? I was laughing through most of it. Yes. Can I tell you my favorite part of the Unsolved Mysteries alien episode? It is absolutely when apparently the aliens, (laughs) apparently there were two aliens on their first day of work who fucked up and they abducted a family and when they put them back in the car, they messed up what seats they put people in. (laughs) And I absolutely love the idea of those two aliens getting called in to their boss's office the next day and the boss being like, okay, I know we had one day of training and we really, you know, just threw you guys into the field very fast, but This is just sort of 101. You diagram who was in what seat. So when you put them back, they don't realize they were abducted, you knuckleheads. And then those guys were like, oh, man, we're so sorry. Please don't fire us. We need this job. 
I love it. I love it so much that we think this alien race is so sophisticated that they can abduct people. <laughs> two alien grunts. And I, I just, in my head, there are a couple of guys, you know, just like, just dumb aliens who were like, oh, man, we're sorry. You know, they're not that smart. They can fuck up something very small on their first day like that. And I feel a lot of sympathy for those aliens because I've been there. You know, you're, you're a trainee. You're really overwhelmed by the process and you mess up and you're like, oh, man, I'm going to get fired. So I hope those aliens didn't get fired. Um, or I hope they're from an alien society where they don't need their job for basic survival. Like, you know, maybe they have like uh, a universal basic income, um, housing is paid for. So losing your job doesn't mean you will die. I hope that's the society they live in. So also in recommendations, if you're looking for something very silly, fun, funny, I really, really dug Eurovision Song Contest, the Story of Fire Saga movie. That's the whole title. It is a delight, especially if you love Eurovision, if you're into that bizarre contest and, and how over the top it is. And can I just say, it is so, so nice to see the return of Rachel McAdams to comedy because she is a brilliant comedic actress. I fully, fully, fully believe, and I will stand by this, and I will fight anyone who disagrees with me, she should have been nominated for an Oscar for her performance in Mean Girls. I think comedy in general is underrepresented at the Oscars, and that is one of the greatest, most iconic performances of all time. And Rachel McAdams does not get enough props for her comedic acting. So I'm so glad she's returning to comedy in this. Uh, Will Ferrell's great in it. There are some amazing cameos, Eurovision cameos. If you're a Eurovision head, you'll really, really dig it. And it's, it's one of those uh, very much in the pocket of uh, Will Ferrell's sweet, loving comedy. It, it doesn't have a mean bone in its body. Um, and he is a massive Eurovision fan. So any light prodding or poking of fun at Eurovision is done with a lot of love. So do go check that out if you're looking for like a light comedy. Also, and I don't know how other people feel about this. And then we're going to move into bad news, guys. And maybe this will be a little controversial. I don't know. But I watched the new season of Queer Eye Philadelphia, and I don't know. It feels old to me now. Like, the magic is gone for me. And I know that's controversial because a lot of people still watch it. A lot of people still love it. But I'm sort of at the point where I'm like, do we need more Queer Eye? I personally, I was very bummed when Tan's fashion show got canceled because I had watched it and I thought it was really good and I was excited to see him do other stuff. So I was sort of excited because I was like, oh, cool. Are they all going to move on and do other things? Like I know Jonathan Van Ness is doing a million different things and like they're so talented and their podcast is great and I know they'll be fine, but I was sort of hoping like, I don't know, like I want Bobby to have his own show on Netflix and I want to watch him redecorate a bunch of shit. <laughs> I want to see that. I want to see what Karamo would do. I don't know. I just, I'm, and you know, Antony can be shirtless. I don't know. I don't, truthfully, I don't want to watch Antony do anything. Um, <laughs> I don't want to watch him cook. But whatever. Maybe, maybe he could do cameos on other people's shows. Who knows? Sky's the limit. 
They're all very talented. Most of them are very talented. I want to see what else they're going to do. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. All right. We got to end the pop culture section on a hot take. Sorry, everybody. Sorry to blow your friggin' minds. Guys, it's that time of the show. Let's all hold hands and cry. Here's your bad news. All right, let's talk about looting in the bad news section because, you know, a lot of people clutching their pearls, wringing their hands about looting, right? We're always very worried about looting. If there's a a mass uprising like the one we're seeing right now and have been seeing in this country since the police murdered George Floyd, people are like, oh my God, looting is the worst thing that can happen. They, They smashed some windows and stole some shit and that's obviously much worse than murdering a human being. So let's talk about looting because you guys probably saw this, that 37 Democrats joined Republicans to pass a $740 billion military spending package. And guess what? That is a $2 billion increase from last year. So that came just a day after a a majority of Democrats rejected a proposal to cut the Pentagon's budget by just 10%. We couldn't even get the Democrats on board to reject, or I'm sorry, to embrace a proposal to cut the Pentagon's budget by 10%. So that's where we're at. During a pandemic, millions of Americans losing their jobs, not being able to pay rent, Congress managed to pull their shit together to pass a $740 billion military spending package. But we don't call that looting, even though where do you think that money comes from? It comes from taxpayers. Taxpayers fund the the military. So at a time when we need money for basic things, housing, medical care, more than ever, Congress is looting and sending that money to the military. $2 billion more from 2019. We somehow, they somehow found that money. Okay. But we don't have enough money for Medicare for all. We don't have enough money for uh, universal basic income. We, ju- we Guys, we just don't have enough money. <laughs> we don't have enough money. But we have enough money to find $2 billion uh, more. Okay. Also, we should talk about unemployment because a lot of us in New York City awoke at the end of last week to a text from the New York Department of Labor basically being like, hey, bad news that $600 more a week that we've been giving you because usually unemployment is $300 a week. So uh, in total, people have been getting $900 a week to do things like pay rent and eat and live. That's about to run out. And now it has run out. So that $600 that people were really relying on is now gone. And again, Congress somehow found the money for a $2 billion increase in the Pentagon budget, 
But you know what? They could. They just didn't have enough money to offer $600 more a week. So this means now that people have $600 less a week than they did the previous months since the pandemic started. And in addition to uh, federal moratoriums on evictions running out. They expired Friday night. So, and I should also mention that not everyone facing eviction now has been protected by the federal moratorium. Because let's remember, the federal moratorium only applied to people renting from units with federal mortgages. And that accounts for just over a quarter of all rental units. So that moratorium already wasn't protecting a lot of people. But now that that moratorium has run out, we are facing a catastrophic situation right now. We have people who there's going to be a, a mass wave of evictions because at least right now there's been no indication by the federal government that they plan to stop them. People don't have that boost in unemployment anymore. And yet... Congress somehow, you guys, somehow found $2 billion more to give to the Pentagon. But we don't call it looting. But that's exactly what it is. The people being evicted right now, who, and there's going to be way more of them, because we are just on the fucking precipice right now, especially in major cities like here in New York City. We are on the precipice of mass evictions. And these are the people whose tax dollars are being used to fund the military. Their money is being stolen by Congress and reallocated for purposes of murdering poor people overseas. Why don't we call that looting? That's what it is. But no, it's, it's I'm sorry, it's only looting if it's poor black people who smash windows and take a stereo that's looting okay moving on i i genuinely struggled about whether to put this in the good news section because i think witnessing the largest uprising in recent american history i think is a good news story and i uh, all the love and solidarity to all the protesters in in portland and louisville and Austin and all over the country here in New York City, obviously. I think what they're doing is really amazing and inspirational. So that just a sort of asterisk next to this story, I think is good news. Especially what's happening in Portland is really, really motivating and uplifting and really beautiful. Um, especially, obviously, you know, the fact that in Portland, people who usually you wouldn't expect to turn out to protest have been turning out, uh, including, you know, a, a big group of moms and dads who have been showing up to my favorite detail of this is the dads are bringing leaf blowers to blow away the tear gas from protesters. Um, the moms have been really brave, uh, linking their arms and creating what they call the wall of moms. And they stand between the protesters and the cops Really, really brave shit, really inspiring. But the reason I'm putting it in the bad news section is just the massive 
force of violence these protesters have been withstanding from the police. We've talked a lot about the Department of Homeland's, Homeland Security sending these unmarked, unidentified police officers, or I'm sorry, law enforcement into Portland, how they have been driving around in unmarked vehicles and, and snatching protesters and all of that really scary shit, and now how Trump is exporting this model to many cities across the country. We talked about that in the bad news section last week, I believe. But the bad news I want to talk about now is the shootings that have been happening and the Seattle police declaring a riot um, in the wake of protests. Man, guys, I don't know if you've been watching what's happening in Louisville, but it is fucking wild. There were two uh, opposing heavily armed militia groups uh, in downtown Louisville on Saturday, and one was a Atlanta-based black militia named NFAC, or Not Fucking Around Coalition, great name. There were about 300 of them, uh, marching in the streets, demanding justice for Brianna Taylor, who was, of course, the ER technician who was murdered by police in March. Um, and then there was this other group, much smaller group, uh, about 53 percenters who are uh, militia members, usually predominantly white, um, and they sort of got into it um, three people from NFAC were struck by gunfire. And I should say, I think, at least right now, they haven't concluded who was doing the shooting. But, of course, many people believe it was the three percenters. Um, fortunately, all three victims went to the hospital with non-life-threatening injuries. Thankfully, 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 uh, the police said that there are no suspects at this time. Okay, uh, can we get some suspects? Can we like maybe roll some footage and figure out who shot three people? Can we do that? Because maybe it was a three percenter. M maybe it was it a cop? Who did the shooting? Why is there no suspect? What's happening? So that shooting happened. Apparently there was also a shooting in Austin. A man was shot to death. There was some confusion about that as well. There were reports from protesters that a car was driving very aggressively, almost hit some of them, and then someone started shooting, and unfortunately a man was killed in Austin, one of the protesters. Again, police in Austin. It's, it's so strange how it seems uh, very difficult to get an investigation off the ground if a protester's killed. Because <laughs> police in Austin are sort of like, yeah, we're looking into it. We, we don't know their motivations or anything like that. And it's like, okay, can we find out the motivation? Can we maybe like find that person and sit them down and be like, hey, you killed a guy. What up with that? That's how I would do the investigation. I'd say, what up with that? That's how I'd start it. Everybody calm down. That's how I would start the investigation. And then, of course, in Seattle, the police have declared a riot, which is, um, for anyone who's confused, a riot is when... Uh, people do graffiti and then throw a bottle. Riot! And then, because I know there's some confusion about this, once you declare a riot, um, martial law is okay. So it goes graffiti, one bottle, martial law. That it, it, You have to, you guys, you have to. Or then poor people realize they're being fucked. 
And then it's just bad for, well, it's predominantly just bad for rich people, but you got to shut it down fast. You know, that's the key. And I should stress as well, the reason that Portland is so dangerous is, I'm sorry, I forgot this detail and it's really important. So graffiti, one bottle. And then if it's a bunch of white people who show solidarity for black people, that it's a riot. It's a, you, it's absolutely a riot and you have to shut it down immediately because, and say it with me now, there's nothing more dangerous than when white people show solidarity with people of color because they're all poor and they realize they have the same common enemy and then they rise up together and they crush the rich. That's right. Thanks for saying it with me, everybody. And I realize, you know, I keep bouncing back and forth between referring to Seattle and Portland, but y'all know what I mean. Y'all know what I mean. That general region Listen, there's a lot of white people in Portland and Seattle, so uh, they're a little interchangeable in my head. But I realize that's not necessarily fair, so um, caveat, caveat, caveat. At least 45 people were arrested after protesters threw explosives and rocks at police in Seattle, according to authorities. Also, uh, there's a story, story circulating about a juvenile facility that was being constructed and Seattle protesters lit that shit on fire. And important editorial context, the reason they burnt down that site is because it was the future site of where children would be incarcerated. So they burnt that shit down. Um, good. <laughs> nothing, nothing more to say. We shouldn't have jails for children. Bye-bye. But people were sort of uh, people. The media was sort of portraying it as a random act of violence. It wasn't. It was a, a target that was deliberately chosen for that reason. People tend to have reasons that they're violent. You know, most people don't randomly go out and just say, I'm going to light a bunch of shit on fire today because it's a Friday. No, usually there are reasons. And if you're in the media, there's this cool thing you can do where you can actually go to the protest and you can talk to the protesters and you can be like, why are you burning that shit? And they'll tell you. It's a very complicated job. But um, if you're smart enough and you're motivated enough, you can do it. It's, it's pretty cool, actually. I, I recommend more journalists do it. I know it's fun to just mouth off on Twitter about why you think people are doing stuff, but um, I do think it's important to actually go to the protest and be like, hey, fam, what up? Now, maybe don't phrase it that way because they will think you're a cop, um, but do go. Do actually go and uh, see the things that you are going to report on. That's just my advice. Take it or leave it. All right, so this next story I wanted to talk about last week, but we didn't have enough time to get to it. So I wanted to talk about U.S. District Judge Esther Salas, who is the judge whose home was invaded on last Sunday, and a individual who was disguised as a FedEx delivery man fatally shot her son and left her husband in critical condition. It turned out that the shooter was this guy, Roy Den Hollander, who is 72 years old and is accused of targeting the judge's family 
because she was overseeing one of his many anti-feminist legal crusades. And I don't know, I guess he perceived her as maybe being against him or on the side of feminists or whatever the case might be. She was also like a pioneering Latina judge, you know, one of the very first Latina judges appointed, I think, in New Jersey. So she's a big fucking deal for that reason. So I'm sure he hated her for that reason as well. And it turns out Dan Hollander is, uh, he was later found dead of a self-inflicted gunshot wound, but he's also being eyed in the recent killing of Mark uh, Angelucci, who's a rival men's rights crusader and vice president of the group National Coalition for Men in California. So possibly a serial murderer here. So, of course, now men's rights groups and the movement is scrambling to explain away Dan Hollander's connection to their movement, even though, listen, we have them dead to rights. We have his online screeds, his anti-feminist screeds. He's a huge Donald Trump supporter. Surprise, surprise. Um, This dude was a hardcore men's rights activist. And yet again, I haven't really been seeing this referred to as terrorism, even though this is a man who tried to obliterate the family of a judge that he perceived as being too feminist. But of course, immediately in the aftermath of this, Paul Elam, a prominent MRA said in a video on Monday, here comes the fake news, folks. It's on the way. They are setting the narrative now that the AVFM, a voice for men, and the other rights movement is a violent movement. Oh my God, Paul, that is so sad and unfair. Is the reason that you keep getting labeled as a violent movement related to the fact that people from your movement keep committing acts of violence? Could it be related? I don't know. Is that insane to ask? Maybe. Maybe it's the fact that a man went across country and committed a violent rampage and self-identified as a men's rights activist for years and years and years and years. Maybe that's why people are calling him a men's rights activist. And maybe that's why they're saying the MRA movement is violent. I don't know. Is it a stretch? Am I way out of bounds here? Maybe. Maybe I am. (laughs) Like, it's ridiculous. Right? Right. Guys, on on that news, yes. On that note and on that news story, truly... That's enough of the bad. Here is your good. Guys, it's that time. It's your good news. So first and foremost, good news. I wanted to shout out once again, all the solidarity and love in the world to the thousands of U.S. workers who walked out in the strike for black lives on Monday. And of course, this is a a movement that stands in solidarity with the Black Lives Matter movement. And 
tens of thousands of workers nationwide walked off the job, and they were hoping to draw closer scrutiny to income inequality, systemic racism, um, and yeah, I I was curious to know if any of you participated in any of these actions or if you saw any of these actions. Hashtag Light Trees and Pod. Let me know. Were you one of the organizers? Did you participate in it? If so, good on you. It's amazing. Um, so according to the action, which was organized by members of the Service Employees International Union, International Brotherhood of Teamsters, American Federation of Teachers, dozens of other labor and political groups. Um, they were pressing for an unequivocal declaration that Black Lives Matter from businesses and political leaders, and they were urging the government officials to reimagine our economy and democracy with civil rights in mind. Organizers also called on businesses to dismantle racism, white supremacy, and economic exploitation, and ensure access to union organizing according to a list of demands posted on the strikes website. So this is hugely important because I think that the organizational efforts of fast food workers in this country is one of the most important things that has happened to the labor movement in recent memory, because there's so many fast food workers, predominantly people of color, predominantly poor people, predominantly women of color specifically. And of course, there's this stereotype that the people who work at McDonald's are like, you know, 16-year-old white kids, and it's their first job, and that's actually not who works at fast food restaurants. Who works at fast food restaurants are older people of color who have families and are trying to support families on really crappy wages. So, of course, that's where the Fight for 15 movement came in, where it was like, we need a $15 minimum wage if people are going to be able to live when they have these jobs, which should be baseline, right? If you work in this country, you should be able to live off your wages. You can't live off of $8 an hour. You just can't. So, and you certainly can't support a family, especially when we have a crappy healthcare system, right? So uh, it was really hugely significant when those fast food workers organized for living wages. I think the business community is terrified of Fight for 15, of any kind of mass movement like this because, and I hope they're, I, I know they're realizing this now, fast food workers have enormous power. Because, um, again, there's so many of them and people rely on them, you know. A lot of very mean people like to say, like, well, these aren't essential workers. And it's like, really? They make your food. <laughs> they make food that you need to eat to live. These are hard jobs. Anybody who doesn't think they're hard jobs has never stood in front of a hot fryer in the summer all day. They're hard jobs. They're really hard on your body. You're standing all day. They deserve to earn a living wage. Everyone does, regardless of the complexity of your job. Listen, there's a lot of CEOs who do fucking nothing all day. If we want to talk about people who really don't deserve their wages, fast food workers deserve their wages. Those jobs suck. Um, so I was really motivated when I saw this. Really inspirational. And yeah, just good on you. Let me know if you participated in it. Hashtag. Light trees and pod.
Also in good news, man, I just want to give it up for Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who just refused to accept Ted Yoho's uh, apology. If you missed this story, Ted Yoho is a congressman from Florida who got into it with Ocasio-Cortez the other day. I believe it was on Thursday. Uh, they were at the House of Representatives and Ocasio-Cortez had just delivered this speech and she was walking down the stairs and uh, ran into Yoho and Yoho was very mad at her and called her in front of reporters because strangely this was still being reported on as if Ocasio-Cortez was just claiming this. There were witnesses. He did this in front of reporters. He called her a fucking bitch on the steps of Capitol Hill. <laughs> Because he got so emotional. And again, you know, I know I'm going to be accused of being sexist here, but I really, really think we need to stop electing men until we can figure out why they're so hysterical and why they just let their emotions dictate what they do at all times. Like, how embarrassing for him that he got so flustered in her presence that he just called her a fucking bitch. So anyway... He immediately has to apologize for this because, oh, my God, right? <laughs> and, it, like, it was a shitty apology. It was really, like, a non-apology. He said he was sorry for the abrupt manner of the conversation. There was no conversation. You called her a fucking bitch because you're a child and you can't control your emotions. And you have no business being a congressman. So usually what would happen here is people would be like, oh, AOC, you really got to take the high road here. You got to, you got to accept. You got to accept, even though it was really a non-apology and he didn't address it to you directly. You have to accept it. Um, and it got even worse actually because it was like a non-apology, and then he uses his wife and his daughters as a shield. He goes, having been married for forty-five years with two daughters, I'm very cognizant of my language. The offensive name-calling words attributed to me by the press were never spoken to my colleagues, and if they were construed that way, I apologize for the misunderstanding. What? So, Ocasio-Cortez says, Mr. Yoho mentioned that he had a wife and two daughters. I am someone's daughter, too. My father, thankfully, is not alive to see how Mr. Yoho treated his daughter. My mother got to see Mr. Yoho's disrespect on the floor of this house toward me on television. And I am here because I have to show my parents that I am their daughter. And they did not raise me to accept abuse from men. Girl, it's so good. It's so good. And I know it's like fashionable now by lefty bros on Twitter who are desperately trying to get an audience to shit on AOC and being like, oh, if AOC is the future of the left, we're fucked. And it's like, really? Because truly everything I see from her is fire. And of course, we should hold all representatives accountable. Obviously, obviously, obviously. Say something new that I haven't heard a million times. But I just love how she takes no shit, no abuse from pieces of shit like uh, Yoho. So... Hell yeah, AOC, um, nobody should accept abuse from men, regardless of who you are, where you come from, any of that. So I was very glad that she was like, your apology's trash, you're trash. I'm just going to say you're trash again. 
Um, also in good news, and guys, I recognize that in the grand scheme of humanity, is this good news? Pro probably neutral, neutral at best, right? But it was just deeply cathartic for me and it made me laugh. And I feel like at this point, oftentimes that's the best we're gonna get. So let's just um, celebrate the moments where we can laugh. Like when Grimes tweets at her partner, Elon Musk, to stop and turn off his phone after he causes a backlash with a tweet that claims pronouns suck. Well, Elon, here's the thing. Pronouns don't suck. They just exist, right? Like um, we as human beings who have created language use pronouns for the most part, right? There are there, I'm sure there are languages that don't use pronouns, but like for example, because I'm speaking English and this is a, an English podcast, we, uh, we use pronouns. So they don't suck. They just are, right? And we're having, I think, thankfully, a conversation in this country about pronouns and how we should open conversations with asking people what their preferred, preferred pronouns are. Um, I think that's a good thing, right? Now, I should say that the point Elon was trying to make was, you know, he was talking about uh, his kid. And I think what he was trying to say is like, why do we need pronouns? Pronouns are dumb, blah, blah, blah. You know, not necessarily a, a bad point, but one of those points that you probably make when you're stoned and like laying on the floor of your freshman dorm, right? Not really a compelling thought from the CEO of a major corporation. So this is in the good news section, not to shit on Elon Musk trying to make some weird half-baked point about pronouns and gender, <laughs> just Grimes being like, I love you, but please turn off your phone or give me a doll. She meant call, but it, it was a typo, which is also very funny. Anytime Elon Musk's immediate family drags him on Twitter, we'll go in the good news section. That is my promise to you here on Light Trees and News. We will always put Elon Musk's family dragging him on Twitter in the good news section. We have to. It's our obligation. If we are to ever believe that we live in a civilized society, I must put that in the good news section. So I did. Uh, similarly, I feel like it is so hard for people to find anything to be joyful about these days, especially these days, that I have to reflexively put a good collective drag in the good news section. So for example, when the President of the United States, Donald Trump, brags, openly brags about crushing his, his test that shows he doesn't have dementia, that is literally just repeating back objects like something a, a child should be able to do. When he brags that he just crushed his memory question and the examples he gave were person, woman, man, camera, TV. Okay. So this is just one of those moments where you're like, I can't wait to see what Twitter is saying. And boy, did y'all not disappoint. It was so funny it was just 
an amazing moment where everybody got to pause and just make fun of a dumb man, uh, which is my favorite thing to do. Person, woman, man, camera, TV. Uh, it, not a challenging list to repeat back, but oh boy, was Trump proud of himself. And I think it's probably because he desperately wants to believe he's not going to be his father at the end of his life when his brain was soup, um, even though he's absolutely headed that way. And like, no shade against people with uh, dementia. You know, um, my grandmother had that. It's a horrible thing. It fucking sucks. It's it's really scary for the person going through it. It's really scary for the family, you know, but um, Donald Trump's an evil human being and he's not capable of showing compassion for other people. So I don't know why he should receive compassion. So this is hilarious is what I'm trying to say. Person, woman, man, camera, TV. Um, the fact that he is so proud that he could repeat that list tells me two things. One, this is a man who comes from enormous privilege, who is very much used to being praised for meaningless things that don't actually matter. <laughs> and I mean, like, he's also so bad at everything that I'm sure anytime he has a small achievement, he has to, you know, blow it way up. So it seems like it's a big deal when it's not a big deal. And also the fact that he is just terrified of losing cognitive abilities, which sucks because he's clearly losing cognitive abilities. Like, I don't know if you've seen him talk at all in the past four years. It's pretty clear that um, his brain is soup. And I mean, again, that's not to say that Joe Biden's isn't because, oh my God, can you imagine when and if they have to debate each other? It's just going to be one nonsensical statement after another. And then the media trying to be like, that was a good debate. That was, well, they said something good, right? I got to write 2000 words on something. They say anything coherent. Maybe I'll talk about their ties. That's what it's going to be. It's going to be bad. Sorry, we're in the good news section. Um, guys, what I'm trying to say is y'all make me laugh and I'm so appreciative of it. And I'm constantly inspired by how we keep making each other laugh throughout all of this. And I know it sounds corny, but like community is really important. And I am very grateful for this community and everybody who has gone to lighttreason.news and smashed that donate button to keep us going. You've probably uh, never heard a commercial on this podcast. In fact, I can say with 100% certainty you've never heard a commercial on this podcast because we're 100% listener supported. That's why you never have to do the usual 30-second skip through a podcast. You're like, I don't want to hear about Quip. I don't want to hear about... What are the other ones? Um, Casper. I don't want to hear about any of this. I just, I'll just keep skipping. You never have to do this. Online trees and news because you guys keep us going. So if you're in a position to do so and you're feeling extra generous, lighttreason.news, smash the donate button. Or if you're like, hey, I want to hear that bonus episode where you guys talk about conspiracy theories. I need more content without commercials patreon.com slash Allison Kilkenny. 
uh, any level of support gets to hear bonus episodes. Maybe I'll change that eventually, but at least for right now, because I got rid of the the one dollar tier and now it's five dollars and higher. Um, I'm gonna keep it for everybody because I appreciate all of y'all so much. But I might play around with that and just offer different content content to different levels. We'll see. It's a crazy world. Anything could happen. But regardless of your level of support, I thank you. If you're financially unable to support the show, that's okay. Don't feel bad. Tell your friends about the show or retweet the episodes. I've had some people, especially on Instagram, be like, I never see your posts. And that's because the algorithm detects how often you engage with them. So if you like them, if you leave a comment, you'll see the posts more. That's just how it works. But yeah, uh, tag us everywhere on Twitter, on Instagram. Share the show with your friends, especially if you liked an episode, um, especially if there's like a time marker. If you're like, hey, go to five minutes and 40 seconds. Yeah, I think you'll really like this part of the show. That's very cool. Um, we are on SoundCloud as well for you SoundCloud heads out there. If there's ever a problem with the Lipson feed or if the episode gets cut off and you're like, what happened? Just go to SoundCloud uh, until I can fix it. And you can hear the full episode over there because SoundCloud does not suck as much as Lipson. That's right. Um, and guys, thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a wonderful weekend. And while you're at it, why don't you just stay inside and cause a little trouble?